Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions. North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Jed Studios. The city's south side. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with the door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location, Digitex.ca. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, a, a recap of yesterday's free agent frenzy which was quiet to a certain degree, perhaps a tad understated, 
for the Edmonton Oilers organization. Uh, Ken Holland is the Oilers' new president and general manager. He will join us in roughly two to three minutes' time, live on Oilers Now. We'll get an update from Mark Spector, who is out in the hometown of Oilers' legendary play-by-play voice, Rod Phillips, Callahoo, Alberta. Uh, Spec there to uh, check out Craig Berube's day. Uh, with the Stanley Cup. Tomorrow is Colton Pareko's day with the Stanley Cup. At uh, So we'll hook up with uh, Spec get a bit of an update. Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, brought to you by the horses and horse racing Alberta, who remind you, the new Century Mile Racetrack and Casino now open out in Nisku. And at 105 today, uh, even though word has gotten back regarding the Carolina Hurricanes... Hurricanes saying they intend on matching the offer sheet submitted by the Montreal Canadiens and Sebastian Ajo. We will hear from the Sports Corporation's Jerry Johansson, who uh, after uh, Ajo, you know, the deal taking place, and once he gets Braden Point uh, signed, uh, Jerry Johansson will, in terms of actual dollar figures, be one of the top five agents in the National Hockey League. So we'll hook up with Jerry as well. He had Brett Connolly as well. But uh, as planned, straight into... Our Oilers now, Direct Workwear Audio Vault, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. A little bit later on, we'll hear from Mike Smith. We'll hear from Marcus Granlund, as well as Jajar Kara. But we are pleased on the uh, to be joined on the line by Edmonton Oilers General Manager, Ken Holland. Ken, it is Bob. How are you doing? Good. Nice to be with you. Yeah, thanks for uh, taking time. It was good seeing you again yesterday. Um well, uh, let's start, I guess, uh, Ken, I mean, and really part of the, the machinations and the moves that you, you guys made started really with the decision to buy out Andre Sekhar. And I know I asked you about that yesterday in sort of the scrum portion, but just uh, a thought, uh, you know, this was not an easy decision for you to, uh, to make to buy out Sekhar, was it? No, very difficult, Bob. I don't know. I don't know him, but uh, know a lot about him, obviously, being around here the last uh, six, seven, two months, I guess, um, talking to the people that are around the team. He's a real pro, um, you know, very, very respected in the locker room. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, unfortunately, the last couple of years, I think he's played 60 games over the last two years combined. And, um, you know, there's a lot of young, there's a lot of defensemen in Bakersfield that uh, you know, we want to try to get the process going of, of, of you know, they're not young. They're, you know, Lagesson's 23, and we're bringing Pearson over from uh, Sweden. He's, he's 23, 24. So uh, it's not like we're moving, planning on 19 and 20 year olds. It's just an opportunity to try to keep the system moving at the same time create some um, some cap room to give us a little flexibility to do something all right and you did make some signings yesterday and i use the term understated uh, and perhaps underappreciated because you know fans like the big sexy signings but history has shown ken that those big sexy signings on july 1st sometimes carry too much term and too much money so it was kind of a subtle day for the organization wasn't it yeah, and I, you know, I think that uh, you know, as you said, on July first, I think some some long term signings work out, and some long term signings don't work out. And I think that where we are right now, um, we wanted to cr- to create more competition, um, trying to sign players with a little more pace at the bottom part of the roster, trying to have more players to contribute to the offense. Uh, you, you know, you talked about Marcus Grandley; he had 19 goals three years ago, and. It, I think two years ago, eight in about 55 games, and last year he had 12. So, you know, he's a guy, he's an example. We're hoping to get 
double-digit goals at a number of uh, a number of people. So you know, at the same time, we're trying to go forward here and have flexibility. We're we're excited about Mike Smith. Uh, Dave Tippett obviously was with him in in Dallas for a number of years. He's a real competitive. Uh, competitive guy uh Koskinen's a competitive guy and and we're we're hoping and believing that those two guys are going to compete hard every day in practice and compete every day every day in a game and our goaltending is going to be a a strength um still got a couple more months before we get the training camp and uh, going to continue to work the phones here to see what we can do to to try to add to the group a little bit we don't have a ton of cap space but we've got a little bit of cap space Certainly, I'll, I'll explore the trade market as we go forward. Ken Holland joining us on Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you, Ken. So the fans look at it and they see that you signed uh, Smith at a base at two million, and they think that well, the organization's got roughly four to five million dollars in cap space, and that's if you know you get tricky and you know assign Manning here. And who's to say where Brodziak ends up playing? All those sort of different machinations come in. But the fact is, just regarding Mike Smith, like because of the bonus structure, is there a a minimum, I mean, he's yes, he's getting a two million dollar base, but realistically, I mean, if, when you when you and Bill Scott and the and the management team with Keith Gretzky and Scott Housen, when you guys are doing the math there, are you giving them like a three million dollar quotient for this year, or, or how does that take place? Well, I mean, basically, it gives us flexibility. Uh, you know, if, if we if we if we, we we've got the flexibility that we can spend some money uh, now, certainly. You can spend the money, but it goes on to the 2021 cap. Yes. So it's, the tax man always catches you. You know, it's not like you're going to put it out there and you never see it again. It's going to go on to either this year's cap or next year's cap, but it gives us the flexibility that uh, if something uh, surfaces here in the, late in the summer or or during the season, uh, you know, where you get up to the trade deadline and things are going good and you want to create a little cap space and try and do something, it's got, it, it gives us the flexibility to uh, to do that. You know, if you look at his at, at, at his contract, basically three million dollars are built into the regular season, and then I think there's uh, two fifty to qualify for the playoffs, and two fifty to win round one, and two fifty to win round two. So certainly, there's three million dollars attributed to the regular season, and then and then there's another seven fifty towards uh, towards the playoffs. So it it's flexibility. I, I, you know, it, it just uh, gives us the option to, to to look at some things if something opens up that, that that's of, of interest. We're joined by Oilers GM Ken Holland. Ken, you said yesterday you're not done. Uh, let's talk about the guys. So you mentioned Smith. You hit on Granlund a bit. You re-sign Alex Chase on. And I know you might have been, in no disrespect attended, but bigger game hunting uh, than Alex Chase on. But was there a comfort level in in terms of her price point? And, and I would also assume, like I looked at Washington signing uh, uh, the kid out of Calgary, Hathaway, and I thought at that point Alex might be out in Washington. Washington, but just just a, a quick thought on getting him done on a two-year deal in the low twos. Well, I'm talking to everybody. You know, obviously, he had 22 goals. It's a it's a hard league to get 20 goals. Um, he shoots right, uh, which is important. You need you need some right shots on your power play, and he's a guy that can play on the first or second power play. Um, he wanted to be in, in in Edmonton. You know, I always you know you, when you got a, a team in a city and you have a player that really, really wants to be in that locker room and wants to be in that city, that certainly is a factor uh, to, you know, to, to some degree in the thinking. So, um, you know, you're hoping that uh, last year was sort of a stepping stone, that he can continue to, to be a guy that can get 15 to 20 goals. 
Um, it was a, it's not a ton of term. It's two years. It's a, when you see all the, the signings out there, you know, his cap number in relation to some of the other cap numbers is uh, significantly lower. So it was, uh, we felt it was a, it was a good buy. It was, and it was, but at the same time, it's good security for, uh, for Alex. He's, uh, you know, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've been here last year, and this gives him another couple of years. He's, you know, every, everybody wants to find a home, and, and hopefully he's found a home. Uh, quick thought on Thomas Yurko. You have history with him before. Well, we drafted him in the second round in Detroit uh, many years. I, I think he's about 26, 27. You know, he's at an age now. He's gone through adversity. He, he's a talented guy. He can skate. Um, never really found a home in Detroit and then had an opportunity in, in Chicago. And this year had a real good year with uh, – Charlotte in the American Hockey League and uh, was a key player in helping Charlotte win the Calder Cup championship. Um, we watched him in the, in the playoffs. You know, he can skate. Uh, he's a guy coming into camp. He's on a one-way at 750. Obviously, we, we've got, we're going to have a number of those people and uh, we're going to come to training camp, but he can compete uh, for, uh, for, for a job. Jujar Karen, I know he hasn't played for you, but you know, just he gets a two-year deal done. It's uh, I think a one-point-two cap hit. Um, he can play center or left. But your your thoughts on you know, is there still opportunity for him to grow as a player? Yeah, I think that's that's obviously the hope. Uh, you know, he had eleven goals a couple of years ago. A tough tough year last year with injuries and and snake bit a little bit, scored three goals. But, you know, he gives us a dimension. When you build a team, there's a big guy, and, 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 and uh, you, need, you, need different, you need different dimensions. So certainly he can play left wing, he can play center. I think the same with Marcus Granlin. He can play left wing, he can play center. Um, you know, the more people that you got that can move around the roster, it gives the coach um, flexibility as he builds his, his, his line. So uh, uh, I think two years is... is, is uh, is good term, and obviously we're hoping here over the next two years that Jujar, uh, you know, develops into a guy that can can score double digit goals and um, and and add to the depth uh, of, of of scoring it, but at the same time bring a dimension of size. Uh, back in uh, February, I had a conversation with both uh, Oscar Kleffbaum and Adam Larson about. Uh, Yo, Kim Nygaard, and you know his name was out there for a bunch of teams. Like I think there was over twenty teams ultimately in on him. So we have information on Nygaard a bit, not as much on Gaetan Haas, uh, Nat Dominicelli, who used to work for Jerry Johansson, is now running Lugano in uh, the Swiss League. But uh, for our listeners who don't know a lot about this player, uh, first of all, how did you get tipped off? And uh, you know, right shot center. I mean, what, what are we looking at here in terms of a, a potential fit with the Oilers? Well, I was at the Worlds in 2018, um, along with Yuri Fisher when I was with the Red Wings, and we watched him play, and we uh, um, talked to his agent at that point in time about him possibly coming over to join us in Detroit. Um, he had a contract uh, with his with his club team in Switzerland that he could not get out of. There's no relationship uh, between the Swiss and the NHL, so the, 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 the contract had to be honored. And this year, uh, his contract was up, and I know there's... Uh, 
a number of teams that were talking to him um, about signing with him. I know at the end there it got down to about three or four teams, and I think you know he looked at the opportunity here uh, on our team. He's a right shot centerman. He's 26 years of age. He's played in the worlds the last couple of years. Played in the, I think he played in the Olympics. He you know he's a little bit under a point a game in the in the Swiss League. It's it's uh, so he shoots right. He's got some skill. He can skate. And uh, we're hoping he can come over and uh, grab a spot. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Derek Ryan, about five years ago, you know, Swedish Elite League MVP, and there are a lot of people at question, and he does not skate as well as Gaetan Haas. And skating, you, you've mentioned quickness and pace, and the Oilers, despite having McDavid and even Nugent Hopkins, who can, uh, who's, who can motor a bit, I mean, a lot of people thought Edmonton was a slow team. So moving forward here, is that a consideration? I mean, I, I'm sure in a perfect world, you've said you're not done. Maybe you'd like to add two forwards, not just one. Maybe one guy in the top six and one guy in the bottom six. But will uh, skating and quickness and speed be part of the equation for whoever you bring in? Yeah, I would say so. I, I think, you know, you know, if you look at the team in, in Detroit that were that they were I was overseeing the rebuild, that you were, we were trying to get players that could play uh, – with pace, I like speed. Um, you know, you need again. You need some different dimensions. You, you, there's some players that don't have a lot of pace that uh, are great players, um, and you know they got hockey sense. They know how to protect the puck. But I think for the most part, you'd like to have a team that can skate up and down the lineup, and you can, uh, um, you know, you can you can get in the forecheck, and you can play with some some tempo. So uh, certainly, as the, the signings that that we've made to, to so far, most of them have the, the ability to. Uh, to skate, and, uh, Dave Tippett's the same as uh, I think looks at it the same as me. We've, we've talked a lot over the last two months, uh, uh, six weeks since I hired him as the head coach, and uh, certainly he likes a team that can uh, that's got some tempo and some pace. But at the same time, we, we want them to compete on an every night basis. Uh, would you hesitate to add, you know, maybe another guy in the seven fifty range for the bottom six? Uh, preferably a right shot, and conversely, look at adding a guy maybe in the two to two and a half million dollar range by a trade or something like that. I, I don't want, want to pigeonhole you, but are, are, does that kind of make sense? Well, I mean, we're gonna, I'm looking at you know everybody's now looking at it over the next uh, week. Everybody's out there. I think all the teams are looking for somebody in the eight hundred to a uh, to a million range that that's kind of slipped through the cracks. And uh, you, know, you look at Alex Chase on yep. what he did last year coming to training camp on a on a PTO, you know, the other thing is, do you, would you wait to training camp and see what, uh, what's available as teams are sending players on the waiver wire down to the American hockey league? Um, you know, we'll, we'll explore all those, uh, those, those, those options, you know, can Benson, can Marodi, can those guys come in and, uh, and earn a spot on the team? I mean, basically what we want to do going into training camp through preseason on the bottom part of the rosters have competition. And I think when you've got competition right. for spots, um, it pushes the players to be uh, at their best on an every-night basis. Well, in illustration that, Ken, the Oilers, you know, made bets last year on Paul Yarby and Yamamoto and Ty Ratty, and they scored 15 goals in preseason, and they scored seven in the regular season. So they rolled with those three right-shot guys. Uh, Paul Yarby, I know you briefly alluded to it yesterday. We get a lot of texts on Oilers now, Ken, about, yes, the Paul Yarby, and I guess the situation is what it is, and the agent has stated his claim publicly, hasn't he? Yeah, um... You know, we'll see where it goes. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to do Jesse a favor just just because he doesn't want to play in, in, in Edmonton. Um, the deal has to make sense for the Edmonton Oilers and our team, and 
and our fans. And uh, um, certainly, when when he comes out and says what he does, and you know, he had a bit of a tough year. You know, it's what I think his first year he had like 12, 11, 12 goals. He was 19, 18 years of age and looked like he was going to, you know, on the way to fulfilling uh, the potential of uh, where he was selected in the uh, in the draft. Um, you know, I think everybody in, in, in hockey would have picked him somewhere between three and five. I mean, it, right. he was certainly one of the best top five players in his draft class. He's still 21 years of age, um, and he's uh, he's a big guy, six foot three, six foot four, shoots right, and and, and uh, so he's as far as I'm concerned, he's got uh, some real stock in this industry now. We got to figure out going forward uh, what that stock is as they talk to other teams, and if we don't find a something that uh, makes us happy, then Jesse's going to have to make a decision where he wants to play next year. Uh, just a final thought for you, Ken. We, we do have uh, Jerry Johansson coming up later on. He had Brett Connolly, who I know the Oilers talked to. Uh, a number of years ago, when you were with Detroit, you had one of the biggest offer sheets ever. Actually, ironically enough, uh, it was Carolina who made the offer sheet on Sergei... Uh, it was on Fedorov, right? Yes. And uh, and that was a bit just because of sort of the relationship between Car- Caramanos, the Caramanos family, and Mike Illich, who you worked with, the Illich family for all those years. You guys uh, bit the bullet. I, I don't. I, it was was it not like how much money was was it like twenty eight million over roughly about fifteen months or something like that? To uh, that's that's correct. Yeah, and it was two million a year for I think for the next six years. Yes. Well, and it was an automatic. Now you guys were the Detroit Red Wings, and this is when your organization was in their prime, and. and an absolute powerhouse, but it is a fair. It, it's a. It, it illustrates that a general manager has to look at every possible option to improve his team, doesn't he, Ken? Yeah, I, uh, it's part of the CBA, and uh, I, I, I don't grudge anybody for uh, for for putting in an offer sheet because it's, it's negotiated. It's in the CBA. Uh, I think that the reluctance through the years for offer sheets is isn't is is, is more about. When you're targeting another team's best player, um, it's hard to let your best player go. And you find a way to keep them, you match them, and you trade somebody else. And and I think that's been sort of, you know, if you go out there and you, you consider putting an offer sheet in, certainly uh, Montreal, Mark Bergevin felt that uh, the way they structured it and uh, um, the way they put together things that... Uh, They've got a real good chance to to get them. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think I come on here. I think you said somebody said that Caroline intends to. Uh, they, they've stated they, they said on Twitter they intend to match. They didn't said they have matched. That's just... yeah. So I think that's been the, certainly it's a tool in the CBA, um, and I, I, I think it just hasn't been used just at, 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 as much as as you would as, as maybe people would like. It's just that when you're targeting somebody else's best players, it's hard not to match your best players because they're your best players, and and it takes it's, it's, it takes a long time to uh, to get players that good. So, in most cases, the feeling is that teams are just going to match, but Ken, you never know. All right, Ken, I lied. I got one final one. We've got about forty five seconds. But we won't bug you again unless you make a big deal for the rest of the summer, at least for a while. But just a, a thought on 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 leaving yourself with a little bit of flexibility moving forward and not signing long-term deals moving forward 
so you can have a little bit more wiggle room in the future because, you know, some of the fans are saying, well, why aren't the Oilers playing right up to the cap? Maybe you can uh, specify, a, you know, sort of. Well, we are playing up to the cap. but We are playing up to the cap. I mean, we're going to be right, we're going to be nestled right up to the cap this year. Um, and I think as you look at uh, us heading into 2021, you know, you have lots of players on one-year deals. Um, we're going to have some some money freed up as we head into the summer of twenty. But certainly, as you as you head into the summer of twenty, there's players on the on the yes. team that uh, that we're going to want to keep. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, the one-year deals, the short-term deals, we really we really did to try to be to be competitive in the nineteen twenty season, but at the same time to be um, flexible heading forward. All right, Ken, we appreciate your time. I hope you get some time off here over the next several weeks, and thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. Okay, thank you, Bob. See you later. See you, Ken. That is Ken Holland. We are late into the break. We'll make up a couple breaks here in the next half-hour segment. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. That was Ken Holland. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.